Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Game Day Show for the Buffalo Bills versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, kicking off at 1 p.m. in Western New York at Highmark Stadium. I'm looking forward to this one. I'm sure everybody else is looking forward to this one as well for multiple reasons. The Buffalo Bills open up as heavy favorites, heavy favorites. Um, It started off at 14 point spread and then it got up to 14 and a half. And that's saying something because there's a ton of injuries on both sides of the ball. There's, um, you know, there's just a lot going on that will make you believe that this game might be closer than a 14 and a half point spread. But nevertheless, let's get into it. Um, let's start off with the injury report. Let's start off with it with, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the one in three Pittsburgh Steelers, it seems like only one guy is they've already ruled as out. And that's the cornerback Witherspoon with a hamstring. Uh, questionable is Cameron Sutton and Terrell Edmonds concussion and hamstring respectively. Um, but what we, we will see Minka Fitzpatrick, we will see, uh, Mason Cole and Deontay Johnson, our guy Levi or my guy, <laughs> Levi Wallace will be playing with the foot injury. Uh, C- Chris Wormley and Cameron Hayward both will be playing as well. Um, it, Sutton is listed as questionable, but the team's website says that he plans to play and, Edmonds was a he was a limited participant in Friday's practice. So we fully expect to see those guys play. Um, And, you know, that's that's something that is good when you're talking about the Pittsburgh from the perspective of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You do not want to face Josh Allen without Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't think Minka is going to stop Josh. You know, I don't think I don't think we're going to go into this game and we're not going to see, you know, a regression of Josh Allen. I think he's at the point now where. Um, he's taking care of the ball. I know he has some interceptions on the season, but I'll tell you what, at least two of those interceptions in my estimation weren't, I, I don't necessarily give those to Josh. Uh, one of those balls jumped right out of the hands of Isaiah McKenzie. Another one dropped out of the hands of Dawson Knox. So when you look at those things, I just can't quite say that, you know, I, I think Josh is absolutely taking care of the ball. So we'll talk a little bit about Josh in a moment here. But let's get back to the injury report. So out for Buffalo. This is big. Out for Buffalo. Christian Benford, obviously, we know he's out with his hand. Crowder is out. I believe he's going to be moved to IR uh, with his ankle. Dawson Knox is out with a foot and hamstring injury. Jake Kumaro is still out with an ankle. And my guy, Jordan Poyer, is out with a rib injury after taking a, I don't want to call it a cheap shot, but an unnecessary shot to the ribs. And, uh, you know, so now we have the questionable list, which is still, I guess, to me, it's encouraging uh, because last week they completely ruled Oliver out. Um, McKenzie with a concussion. He has uh, been in a red jersey for most of the week. And then Friday, he was a full participant. So I do think that Isaiah McKenzie will play. Tremaine Edmonds has not practiced all week with the hamstring injury. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, it looks like it's going to be a game time decision to see if he's going to just test that out and see if, you know, if he's good to go. I tell you what, Tremaine Edmonds, he, he's a huge part of the defense. And and if he's not in there, that's concerning. It's concerning. I don't think it'll be enough for Pittsburgh to win the game. If Tremaine or, you know, obviously Jordan's out and Dawson is out, but I I still think it's a big deal to have Tremaine out. And he's been playing lights out this season. He's been playing extremely big, bigger than what we've seen him play previously. And I've been a Tremaine supporter, but this year he's absolutely making a mark on this team. He's making a mark on this game. So I would hope and pray that Tremaine is in there tomorrow. Uh, we also have Ed Oliver with the ankle questionable. Jordan Phillips questionable with the hamstring. 
if we could get Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips back at full strength, um, I think the scary part is our defensive line is our, we're doing these things, missing two of the biggest pieces to that line. Jordan Phillips has been playing big when he was in. Having him out, it, it hurts, but our defensive line has still been playing well. Ed Oliver is a star, and I think fans of Buffalo know this. Ed Oliver is a star and a stud. We need him back. Uh, so now who will play? My man Cam Lewis is back. He had a forearm injury and I think a knee injury as well. Gabe Davis is playing. I'm hoping for Gabe Davis' sake that he's actually fully healthy. Last week, I feel like we played him against um, the Baltimore Ravens, and I don't think he was fully there. He, he, he tweaked his ankle last week, Wednesday, during practice, and he couldn't really cut as well. He couldn't, you know, do the things that we were used to seeing, you know, Gabe Davis do. So I'm a little concerned there. Justin Murray is out and Mitch Morris. I mean, Justin Murray is playing. I'm sorry. And Mitch Morris is back and he's going to be playing as well. So I think, you know, there's some encouraging things and there's some things that, you know, some reasons for concern. And my biggest reasons for concern is the questionable status of Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver. I do think Isaiah McKenzie's playing. Uh, but again, based on the report, he was listed as questionable for the last injury report prior to the game. So I do think he's going to play. Jordan being out hurts because, again, we still don't have Micah. Micah's out for the season. So no Jordan Poyer hurts. Uh, I do feel confident, though, in Johnson and Hamlin. I think they did a great job against Miami. We didn't lose that game because our safeties didn't play well. They gave up a big play to Jalen Waddle, but we didn't lose that game because of our safeties. They played a very good game. Tua did not do the things that he did against Baltimore. He didn't come out and look like a, a superstar, you know, but – I'm I'm impressed. I, I I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm still okay with our cornerbacks playing. I mean, Kyer Elam is playing like a seasoned vet, and he's playing like a shutdown cornerback. I don't I don't know if everybody has been fully aware of all the things that he's been doing, or really the things that hasn't been happening around him. But I can tell you, he's if you go look up his stats, you'll be very impressed with what the rookie is doing. So let's move on a little bit. At, um, the game, the game is um, 58% or 58 degrees around there today. There's going to be a small chance of showers up until about 2 p.m. So I think, you know, this is going to be one of the games where you actually have the best weather that Josh has had in a few weeks now. You know, down in Miami, we had to deal with the humidity and the heat. Stefan Diggs had had, you know, uh, IVs in both arms. That's not fun. <laughs> And I don't know it, but based on experience, but it doesn't sound fun. And so when you look at that and you're looking at the fact that now Josh is home in front of all of Bill's Mafia, it's the best weather that we've had. It's the best. I think Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, um, you know, I think Isaiah Hodgins might get the call this week. And Isaiah McKenzie being back, I think we're going to see an offense that's going to really look to push and move the ball down the field. I also think that this is going to be beneficial for Devin Singletary. I think we saw last week that Devin Singletary had a game that he didn't rush for 100 yards, but he, you know, he came close in total yards. He he had some good receiving there. He was an outlet a couple times, had a couple screen plays that that went well, and he ran the ball hard. I think the Buffalo Bills really, really, really need to get to a point where you're not cutting out guys. I love Zach Moss. I love James Cook, but I think it's at a point where we realize at this moment. Devin Singletary is the best running back on this roster. And I think he needs to get the opportunities and the bulk share of the handoffs and just not the bulk share of the snaps. I think he gets the snaps. And so you look at how many plays that he's been in there and you look at all that stuff. I think it needs to be to a point where he is getting the bulk of the handoff so he can 
get into a rhythm and really make the defense like wear the defense down. And then when you add that to what Josh has done, Josh has started to kind of create a run game with short passes to Stefan Diggs and to Isaiah McKenzie. And, and I think if we can capitalize with both, it'd be a scary thing for Pittsburgh tomorrow. They're again, without TJ Watt on injured reserve, they are without him. So for us to, to have this opportunity to go up against a, a defense that's typically good. Um, and right now they're hurting. I think that, you know, if, if we can if we can figure out a run game to where Josh doesn't have to rush for 70 yards tomorrow, I think we can really we can really dominate this game from from front to end. So let's move on a little bit more. Um, listen, they're starting. They're starting Kenny Pickett. They're starting Kenny Pickett. I like it. And I'm going to tell you why I like it. Not from not even from the Bills perspective yet, but from the Pittsburgh Steelers perspective, I thought that Kenny Pickett should have been starting probably week two. If I'm honest, he probably just should have been named starter out of training camp. We all love Mitch Trubisky. I, I was one that actually said Mitch should have been starting, but that was over the summer. And the reason why I said that is because I really did think that Mitch Trubisky, um, with better coaching, we saw him in, in, in Chicago and it just, I, I feel like the coaching wasn't there. I feel like they weren't able to really put the right weapons around him consistently for him to really show what he can do. And I thought with better coaching with Mike Tomlin, who to me is a top five coach in this league, and better weapons you know you got Deontay Johnson you got Claypool which he's shocking the heck out of me by not you know fighting for certain ball you know he's not fighting for the play and I don't understand that I don't understand that but listen I, I love Claypool I love uh Johnson and then you're looking at you know Najee Harris and I think he's one of the, the best running backs in the league I won't make him a top three but I think he's definitely you know he's in that conversation of guys near the top when you're doing rankings so you have a team like that. I, I just felt like Mr. Trubisky was going to succeed there. It was obviously that or if it was obvious that he couldn't succeed. There was a lot of things that he, you know, he was apprehensive about. He, he wouldn't take chances, kind of reminiscent of Tyrod Taylor and Buffalo. You know, in, in, in regardless, if you're not necessarily the one to lose the game for us, there comes a time where you do need your quarterback to, to say, OK, I, I can win this for us. And that's just not who Mr. Trubisky is. And right now, Kenny Pickett is a guy that. He takes those chances that, that Mitch Trubisky wouldn't take. He threw a few interceptions last week, but I tell you, half of them, I, I just don't, again, like I said about Josh, I don't think that those were his fault. I mean, he threw up a Hail Mary, got it. At the end of the game, you throw that up, you get an interception that goes on your stats. Um, I mentioned Claypool. He has to fight. He has to fight. And I, I just don't feel like he, the, the, I don't feel like the desire was there last week. And, and so some of those things that obviously go on the quarterback, it, it, it is a direct result of how your team plays and fights for you. And I just think Claypool failed or uh, Kenny Pickett last week. I think he failed him. But from a Bills perspective, this is an amazing stat. Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier have faced a rookie quarterback 11 times in the regular season and in the playoffs. And this has been since 2017. In those matchups, the rookie quarterbacks have recorded a 59.5 passer rating while throwing seven TDs to 17 interceptions. So seven touchdowns to 17 interceptions. And this is going to be in Buffalo, Orchard Park. As much as I like Kenny Pickett, I just talked about how much I think he takes chances and I think he's going to be good. I tell you what, this isn't the, the game that you want to start your career as a starter, Ralph. You don't want to do it. again. Well, maybe you do. You want that experience. And when, it goes bad or when, you know, you have that as a recollection for your future, you know, to pull back in from your future or for your future. I just I just don't see um, 
I, I just don't see Pittsburgh really pulling this game out. Like I said, it's a 14 and a half point spread. I fully believe that Josh Allen on offense, let's, let's talk about our quarterback. What we've seen from Josh Allen this year has been nothing short of remarkable. Last season, obviously, we were excited about him. The season before that, he had his, his runner-up MVP year. I think he's playing better this year than both of those seasons. Now, I know, you know, the stats might not show it for the Miami. Well, actually, the stats do show it for the Miami game. We didn't win, but look at the yards. Look, look at the – there were plays that weren't being made by the receivers because of the heat and because of exhaustion and dehydration. But Josh played that game hard, man, and, and everything that he had to do, he did. He did. He did enough to win that game. We just didn't pull it out. And even last week, when you're talking about Baltimore, yeah, it wasn't the typical 325-yard game from Josh, but guess what? That second half was all Josh Allen on offense. That second half was all – and not even just the second half. Halfway through the second quarter, when we got the, the score up to 20-10, to 10, Josh Allen, he's accounted for 100% of our touchdowns, whether that be passing or rushing. He's the last player in the league to account for 100% of the touchdowns for the team that he plays for. That is incredible. And if I don't and and to me, by definition, I'm not talking about stats. I know my man Bruce Nolan has the, the stew that is so delicious. And every time that he serves it up for us, it makes us scratch our head. Like this week, he released a quarter of the season stew and Tua Tungavailoa was the best quarterback to date in the league. Geno Smith is the third best quarterback to date in this season in the league. And Josh fell to four. But when you're talking about MVP, the guy that accounts for all of your team touchdowns, I think that means he's valuable. So I'm going to jump on that train pretty early here, and I, I'm going to say Josh Allen for MVP. I know that's not what this show is about, so let's keep it going. But what Josh has done on offense has been nothing short of incredible. I did mention that Isaiah Hodgins will probably get the call up. I'm very excited to see Isaiah Hodgins in the game. You know, in preseason, he looked really good. I think a lot of people were shocked that he didn't make the roster. I think a lot of people were shocked that he didn't make the roster. But I tell you, I think what we're looking at when you look at um, the way this offense is built, it's just tough to crack it. It's just tough to crack it. You see Tavon Austin actually asked for a release because he was not happy with the amount of opportunities or the lack of opportunities. And I get that. I don't understand, you know, how he, like who, who did we think Tavon Austin was going to beat out. Certainly not Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis, not Isaiah McKenzie. At the time, Jamison Crowder, maybe you could you can make an argument that um, Tavon Austin should have been the, the punt returner. But listen, I'd much rather, honestly, see Khalil Shakir take those snaps, get some experience while the team is good and while we are able to build certain leads, get the young man experience. So that way, when it matters, a lot of those jitters are out. He's already played in a in a game and he's taking hits and he's, you know, let him get those. Tavon Austin, he had coming out the draft, he was he was touted highly and he had a, he had some some years where where he was impressive. But there's a reason why we were able to sign him and get him to our practice squad. There is. And that's not a shot at him. It's just the truth. We have to really look at the talent that's coming out of college. Now it seems like every year you're like these teams in the NFL are drafting guys who come in and contribute immediately, immediately. 
I don't see Tavon Austin with his speed or with any of that competing with a lot of these young guys. So good luck to Tavon Austin. I wish him well, but I just I just don't see it. Then lastly, I want to I want to kind of touch on um, everybody knows I love Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is a top five coach in the league. He had some interesting comments about Josh Allen, and I kind of wanted to play that and then just kind of talk about it. And then I'll give you my score prediction and we'll get on out of here. Are there coaching techniques or, or <laughs> principles that you can give guys to try to deal with those situations? Yeah, build a fence. <laughs> you know, those are his talents. You know, it's, it's just like trying to tackle Lamar Jackson. You know, I was watching them on the other side of the ball deal with Lamar. And when you're dealing with guys at the quarterback position that have arm and leg talent, it's challenging. And so, you know, you can coach all you want about near leg and building the fence and all of those things. But when they get you in one-on-one -on -one circumstances, they're going to win a lot of those. They've been winning a lot of those at every level that they've ever played at uh, since Little League, I would imagine. So Mike Tomlin has high praises for Josh Allen here. The thing I actually want to focus on is not, you know, we just talked about Josh, so I'm not going to go back and, and double down on that. But the thing that I, I, I do want to say is Bills fans, be excited about tomorrow or today, I should say. Be excited about today. Be excited about the rest of the season and be excited about the remaining years on Josh Allen's contract. We have entered into the world where our guy is here and that means we have a window for the Super Bowl every year. Some years might be better than others because of contracts and because of the players that we can and can't keep. But every year that you have a Joshua Patrick Allen on your roster, you have a shot at the Super Bowl. You have a shot at the Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. I do want to say go Bills, and I want to say enjoy this day. Take care of each other. Uh, don't drink and drive. If you get a chance, please leave us a review. Let us know how we can improve or let us know if you have any questions. Send in questions and I'll, I'll be glad to answer next week. But everybody, enjoy your Sunday. Go Bills.